Man, it's too hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's too hot. I would agree. Uh, it's like 90 degrees here. I moved further north to get away from this, so I'm kind of disappointed. Well, when climate change comes a-knocking, no one is safe. Yeah. Fortunately, that's how it is, I guess. And I guess will be for the rest of our lives? Question mark? I got a free fan the other day, so that was cool. Hey, how'd you get a free fan? Uh, a friend of mine was moving and they gave it to me because they didn't want to move it fair and I, I don't have a fan so i'll take a fan you don't have a fan uh, i've got a tiny little fan like that big oh but it's like that that's like next to my bed um but this is like a big like tower fan thing that oh does it stuff. rotate does it sort of go back and forth like a robot it does yeah it even has a remote control which is wild i can like turn off the see now it's wait maybe oh see now it's rotating well, you can't see it, but, uh, and then I press this and it stops rotating. So I can like pause it right when it gets to my face and be like, mm. this is it. You, gotta, you can and find then, the exact right spot and then let it go back to doing its thing or turn it up. And yeah, all that. And you don't have to get up from the couch. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. Yeah, I've, I've got. Yeah, yeah, you got the AC, man. But the issue is, is your fan on right now? Yeah. See, it's quiet enough that you can ter- keep it on during the recording. The AC is so loud, I had to turn it off. So I'm suffering now. Oh, boo-hoo. For our podcast. <laughs> I'm just that committed. I'm sure to your house is still 20 degrees colder than mine. What's, what's your internal temperature right now? Of your house, not like your... Don't stick a meat thermometer in your arm. They're probably pretty similar to the house. Oh, no. It's, uh... Hold on. Oh, I'm going to guess 80-something. It is 90. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, your yeah. yours is hotter than mine. Mine's probably hovering around. Well, it's going to be going up as we record. It was at 66 when I turned it off. Oh, dear God. Yeah, sometimes I would... because I, I know I just mentioned climate change but sometimes because i do hate the environment i want this planet to burn well i always leave it on when i'm at work because of my cat um i don't want him to die of heatness so Mm -hmm. i I leave it on or i leave it on like a cycle so it it turns off when it hits a certain temperature and it comes back on automatically which means I i get to walk in i walk two miles home from work every day hot out sweaty and then i walk in and it's an air conditioned apartment nothing Nothing beats it. No part of my life right now is air conditioned. That's, that's it. It's hard. Yeah. Did you have air conditioning in your childhood home? Yeah. See, I didn't. Although, my dad was very. Oh, I'm sure. I I know it. your dad. I'm sure he had very specific rules about it. Only he was allowed to touch it. I presume. Oh yeah. Of course. But but in the best way. I mean, that's good to save money. And um, I'm sure if I had air conditioning, I'd complain about the, the price as well. So. Fair enough. That's true. I don't have to. My electric's included every month, so I don't have to really worry about how much I'm spending on it. If that weren't the case, perhaps I would not be so flippant with it. But I have been leaving it off. I was. I, I spent the weekend because I had a long weekend. I, I spent the weekend watching the Lord of the Rings films, as one does on a long weekend. And I had it off during yeah. the movies because it. I wanted to hear the movies, and it's like right behind my head when I'm watching TV. And I, it got far too warm. I was sweating. My cat was like passed out in the middle of the floor. Nothing could phase him. There were fireworks going off all around. He was not phased because it was just so hot. But you're right, it is too hot 
It's been too hot. I feel yeah. like it's been this hot for, I mean, like two weeks now, right? Probably close to that. I don't complain about the cold in the winter, but I complain about the heat. You can do summer. stuff about the cold. You can put on more clothes. You can layer. You can't, exactly. you can't strip your skin off when it gets too hot. As soon as you get down to nothing but skin, that's like you're just that's as warm as you're going to be. Yeah, it's terrible. And I don't want to go for a run when it's 90 degrees out. That's no fun. Yeah. That's like, that's like terrible. But when it's 30 degrees out, I can run and wear more layers and take layers off when I get warm while I'm running. Like, yeah, it's great. But 90 degrees is uh, too much. We've uh, we've been spending, I've been outside for work a lot. Obviously, you are outside all the time. But uh, I've been outside a lot for work because we're in summer camp mode with the preschoolers. So we're outside and it's been just brutal. We're out. The, the playground is on this like, like a rubber kind of surface. It's like a black. Ooh, rubbery yeah. our, our playground in middle school had that and it's great the kids fall on it and don't get hurt until they do but it like radiates heat back at you you're just cooking every time you're outside do you ever like the slide do you have a do you have a playground the kids like to force me down the slide i don't do it anymore dude the slide has to be 500 degrees you can cook an egg on the slide man and those metal this still is a plastic slide, but the metal you get one of those metal slides, old fashioned. Those things could burn your legs off. Remember the metal slide that we used to have at the park? That thing was dangerous. Oh, dude, dude, that was that, a frying pan. You, I mean, you literally could cook yourself on it. It would reflect the sun if you like stood at a certain spot. It would reflect the sun like a mirror. It would just like scorch you from ten feet away. There was no safe harbor from this evil, evil slide. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, how do you beat the heat besides sitting in your comfy air-conditioned apartment? Uh, iced coffee. Yeah, iced drinks are good. I like some iced coffee as well. My coworkers are making fun of me because I, I, I make coffee every morning and I make hot coffee because that's how you start. Co- coffee starts hot. It doesn't start the other way around, obviously. So I bring in this hot dehydrating beverage every morning and I'm outside in the sun all day so it's only getting hotter. Yeah. And then I complain I don't feel well. I'm like, Ethan, you should go drink some water. And I say, you're right. I am going to do iced coffee instead, though. Yeah. Because I need the caffeine. But, yeah, iced coffee, uh, water. I don't realize how much water I should be drinking until I start to drink water. And it's like, wow, this tastes so good right now. I should drink more of this. So I could do a better job of consistently giving myself water. Um, I don't know. Trying to do things not in the heat of the day. Mm-hmm trying to do things in the evening or in the morning it's just too hot that's it's uh, just too hot i don't know short of it's it the heat and i don't know what your heat index has been it was like above 100 at one point last week really yeah 102 i, I, think I don't really pay to. attention to the heat index all that much i do just because that is something else i can complain about and i found i don't know a lot of the best conversations i've had with coworkers are just us complaining i think that's the go-to conversation topic for what's well, commiserating right right it's like uh, you feel as bad as I feel about this thing. Great. Be miserable. Exactly. Misery loves company. Yeah. So a lot of when I, you know, it, it's easier to complain when it's 100. It feels like 102 rather than it's 95. I mean, 95 is still horrible and, and awful and, and too damn hot. I think above like 82, I'm useless. I can't go above that. There's diminishing returns at a certain point. Yeah. I don't really know what my my upper end limit is, but I'm definitely over it uh, right now. It's hard to say. On the really hot days at camp, uh, like when it was too hot to be outside, but we didn't have a choice. We it was the summer camp in the Adirondacks. Uh, they would every like 
15 or so minutes, they would just play a song over the loudspeakers. The one they usually went to was Surfing USA by the Beach Boys, because it's a oh, yeah. damn good song. But every time that song played, you had to drop whatever it was you were doing and chug water until the song ended. Oh, my God. And it was amazing. Yeah. Like, literally, everyone would, I'd be mid-teaching, mid-cooking something, and I'd just drop it and say, drop what you're doing to the kids, and they would just chug water. I mean, it wasn't for, like, the full duration of the song. It was, like, a 20-second chunk of the song. But it's, that was a... I was more hydrated. I also peed a lot more, which is not ideal. But we don't have that system at work. We just sort of have to drink water when we feel like it. And I don't... I don't bring a water bottle. I just bring my coffee, which is maybe I'm setting myself up for failure at that point. Yeah, that's no good. In my head, in my head, I'm going to drink the coffee and fill it up with water afterward. That's what I think I'm going to do. It's not... Usually it doesn't I go happen, and, though. I, I get a refill is what happens on my coffee. Get more coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I feel that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about the weather other than it's too it, hot. It's hot and it sucks, yeah. Um, I, I texted you some things a while ago that were on my list, but that was a while ago, so I probably forgot them. And I don't remember what was on your list. I don't remember what was on my list. Oh, we should gosh. be better about this. Well, I mean, here's the here's the other thing, too, is that like we actually got to see each other in person uh, briefly. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks a ago. Week ago, two weeks ago, for the so first time cool. in like a year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, first time in a year. And, and actually, this is my my year of being in Wisconsin this week. So, oh shit! Congratulations. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, thanks, man. Uh, it's it's kind of weird to to be like, wow, this is uh, yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, we got to see each other. I got to beat you in uh, Mario Kart. We we um, we each won a couple of races. I don't. I think you saying uh, you beat me oversimplifies what happened a little bit. No, I don't think so, man. No, I I think because because uh, who was I? I'm pretty sure I was in first place for much of Rainbow Road, if I recall correctly. Yeah, but I won the series though. So you pulled through at the very end. You gained enough points. Who was the one who was out on the front lines, driving over Bowser? Who was that? Was me. I paved for the way. Race. I paved the race. way for your victory. I you only won because I paved the way. I cleared it for you. What are you talking about? You gonna blame it on that blue shell? Yeah, I'm gonna blame it on the blue shell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, we had to play each other in Mario Kart in in IRL, which was cool. Had some pizza, just chatted. It was great. I, th- I think it's we we joked when we started this podcast that this podcast was gonna like be the thing that sustained our friendship through diverging paths in adulthood. But I think it genuinely has done that in a way. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because we have this yeah. consistent, we sit down and we talk every you know week and a half, two weeks, whatever it is. So it was pretty easy to fall back into the rhythm of hanging out together, even though it's been a year. I think my tolerance for talking to you has gone up because I do it every week. <laughs> you can handle my bullshit more? It was like maybe a terrible way to put that. But, <laughs> no, I, uh, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's different. Um, yeah, there's certainly some people that I went to high school with that I have not talked to in a very long time and, uh, be very weird to talk to them. I don't know. Yeah. You just got to keep the, keep the wheels greased. So to say that's the key. I, uh, I made a documentary. This is relevant. I made a documentary two months ago about my first film, Roger's Legacy, because this is the 10 year anniversary of the script this year. And so I reached out to a bunch of people from high school about just filming some stuff to put in the documentary, talking about the movie and like. Just, you know, they're, they're whatever they wanted to say. And I was surprised at, like, the responses I got because I got a bunch of people to send stuff in. And, and oh, I wow. know, it, it, it was almost like the time hadn't passed in a way, suddenly. Yeah. But uh, on the other hand, these people I haven't spoken to in a very long time. So it's like this weird, weird gap that was sort of bridged, sort of haphazardly. Any interesting convos happened from that? 
No, it was pretty much, hey, can you send me a video? Here's the video. Oh. You didn't, like, catch up at all? You were like, how are things going? I was leading up to releasing a book. Yeah, fair enough. I had to edit a whole document. I edited this thing in, like, two days from scratch. Man, I'd be I'd be so curious, though. Oh, I think if if I go back to our hometown and, and meet up with these people, I, I said I'd get drinks with some of them if we're ever in the same place again. So maybe I will see how these things go. There's a few people I'm more curious about than others, I'd say. I don't know. I, I guess that's natural, but... Uh... Yeah, it's going to be so interesting to think where, where people are at. Maybe I'm just, like, thinking about that since I've been here for a year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is where I kind of ended up for a while. Um, but anyways. We get so introspective. I mean, not deeply, deeply introspective all the time, but I feel like more and more we've, we've been tending toward, like, the just thinking hard about existence line of, of discussion. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder why that is, if we're just in that place. I mean, we've been... You know, we, we've both been away from home for about a year now. Well, it's easy to, uh, I mean, it's like the one hour of my week that I'm sitting still probably the longest. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just sit down and chat with somebody for an hour intentionally is uh, pretty rare in my life right now. I mean, there's certainly times that I do, but uh, when that does happen, it usually dives pretty deep since I'm moving fast and working hard right. all the rest of the time, you know? Absolutely. So you get a chance to sit and breathe for a second, and it tends to go that way. That's what I think. I don't know. I I think that's fair. I, I had a long weekend this weekend, sort of the first real break I've had in a while, and I found myself sort of slipping into that thinking hard about stuff rut. Maybe rut's the wrong word, but same kind of vein. Yeah, yeah. I, too, well, I didn't, I, I guess I did have today off, but I had, uh, a longer chunk of time off than I usually do. And like I said, got to go home, see family, hang out with you, um, spend some time on the beach, which was cool. I'm not a huge beach person, but a little time on the beach is cool. Um, yeah, first time in an airport in a long time. That was kind of weird. I realized that uh, being in airports freaks me out. Like being in the woods freaks out other people. Um, it's that same kind of stress. They're like, don't know what's going to happen. They're all kind of weirded out. You ever go to the airport and you see that, like, businessman that's just, like, got it all dialed? He flies, like, once a week for work. He just, like, knows exactly what to do. He's got TSA pre-checks. So he just walks through. He's probably got a BlackBerry, right? This is the guy that has a BlackBerry and, like, also a cell phone he's using at the same time. Yeah, you can tell he's, like, on a business call the whole time. But he just he just walks right through. You know, maybe maybe even some of the uh, the, the people at the gate know his name, like, it's just he's got it uh i do not feel that way but i feel that way in the woods i i personify that businessman when i'm out in the woods uh but not in the airport i don't know that's my thought that's interesting i haven't been in an airport in a very long time i could not tell you the last time i flew maybe europe was the last time i flew somewhere so it was seven years ago do you like flying you know like i said airports kind of stress me out but it was it got kind of fun in a weird way it was like overcoming that stress and like figuring it out and airports are this weird transitional space is there's like no other place i think all airports kind of feel the same but they're all kind of feel different Mm -hmm. as well you know um yeah they're definitely their own like reality you walk through those doors and you are now in the airport realm yeah it's it's airport world and it's hard uh yeah, you're just in airport land. 
and that's different that's different than you know different than road trip land or different than anything else we experience i think that's kind of cool uh so living in that transitional mm-hmm. space for a little bit it's kind of cool but the experience of flying packed into a tight thing with other people and i don't know it's not like my favorite thing to do but gets the job done i don't know what do you think about uh that? i think if planes were more comfortable i'd enjoy it more but you're right it is you are packed so tightly with a lot of other people on a bumpy like you're just kind of floating you yeah you're with with wind and dreams that's pretty much all it's holding you up thousand feet above the air and it creates weird awkward social situations like the person in front of you leans their seat back or there's a kid that's kicking your seat behind you or the guy next to you is falling asleep and is on your shoulder and yeah all those kind of things but um i also think that the airports were probably fairly empty because of covid like i i don't think they've fully gotten their uh their full swing back so that was kind of nice to go like the airports were obviously the flats the flights are packed as much as they can but the um airports were pretty empty so that was kind of cool that is nice that is the one thing airports don't have going for them the vibe is so bizarre and unique in an airport that i enjoy that but it's always so crowded and busy and that sort of turns me off of any of the fun exploration i might do within an airport otherwise if you have a long layover it's kind of nice though because you can tune out of that busyness that's true explore and And there's different like levels too where literally nobody is right and chill you know um but when you have a fast layover and you have to like get to the next gate and figure it out it's It's a lot more stressful see i've done a lot of train travel more recently than i have um plane travel because well to get to camp i took the train so i took it from buffalo all the way to utica and then they had camp people who picked me up in utica and drove to camp because like an hour and a half drive from camp to utica maybe a little less uh, so I, I would do that. I'd hop on the train with all my stuff for the summer, suitcase and a backpack usually, and just ride the rails all the way. And I rode them from Buffalo to Poughkeepsie, New York, once to visit a friend who went to school in Poughkeepsie. And then we rode from Poughkeepsie to New York, which was pretty cool. But nice. I've done, I've been doing trains a lot more. And I sort of like, I like trains. There's something sort of exciting about it. Like you're, you're in this, this long car, you can just sit back and watch the the hills and the the streets go by and there's a whole car just dedicated to food and it's shitty overpriced food but it's still you just go there and it's just like a snack bar and and you know you're sort of the master of your own fate i'm trying to think i don't i don't have much experience with trains i've ridden a couple trains but uh they're their own world too Mm -hmm. they're kind of different train stations are i mean some train stations are really old and really fancy yeah like grand central obviously is sort of the gold standard for train stations i think in this country at least of the ones i've visited but utica's train station is is these huge wooden benches these big tall ceilings and big stone pillars all the way around it's it's bizarre uh, you just sort of are in this space and trains come and go and you just kind of hang out changing trains is kind of fun too like trying to figure out which platform yeah. you got to be at and, and watching the train pull into the station and it's all travel is just its own weird when you're not the one in charge of your own travel, like if you're if you're not actively driving or biking or, or walking where you're going, when you're in putting your travel in someone else's hands, I think that changes it in a way that's really interesting. True. Is this just a misconception because of like Harry Potter and the Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia? But are people in Britain always on trains? 
Are trains just like more of a thing over there? Yeah, they have like high speed rail systems and and like metro lines that connect cities and and it's a much better because the U.S. doesn't have like a cross country Trans American tra- rail rail line or whatever. Uh, definitely no high speed trains in the U.S. Um, so yeah, and yeah. UK is a lot smaller though too, so that could be. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a bigger thing across the pond. I know uh, Pete Buttigieg. Our, our brave Mayor Pete, he's trying to get trains to be more of a thing with his Secretary of Transportation duties or whatever it is he does. I don't know. I don't pay much attention to Mayor Pete. He, I find him dull. But I think if we could get like a, a cross-country rail line going in this country, that would be spectacular because trains are relatively cheap. I'm sure there is. There's a transcontinental railroad. Not, it's, you'd have to shift lines. You can't just take a train from like New York to California. L.A.? L.A., yeah. Oh. That's, that's the city that I was trying to think of. I also feel like we're America is the type of country that like doesn't trains are for filthy peasants and, and we're Americans flying is the is the way of the future. I can take my jet plane from one thing to another and be in LA for dinner tonight. Like, you know, that's just what people want. Where a train is gonna take it three days to get across the country, you know. Unless it's a high speed train. The bullet train yeah, in, in Europe can go like insanely fast. Now hear me out. I'm hearing you. What if climate change ruins the world? Well, it, well, so it is. So we all have to get on a train that continually it just goes, goes around, around and around. The world. Yeah. And and are you thinking like the the front of this train is like really upper class, and then as you go further back, it's like the slums? Well, of course, yeah, yeah. And what but if what if Chris also, Evans was on this train? No, no, no. It's also from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where Charlie who took over the Charlie the chocolate factory from Willy Wonka is the head of the train and he has to spoiler alert enslave children to run the train there's that because there's compa- there's like a compartment that only children can fit in in this train for whatever reason a bad design right, because well no it, it, it was into, I know it's it, 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 hypothetically we're speaking hypothetical of course this is based well, of on of course of course but nothing but whatsoever. Charlie grew up poor uh, and got to visit the chocolate factory and realized that that was just a form of enslaving children with sweets. So he figured, why not just do that when he makes this train, hypothetically speaking, that goes all the way around the world because of climate change. Um, and so he, uh, yeah, he makes a, a, a classist system that other people have to be oppressed, like like his family was oppressed, and uh, and you know, sleep in their leaky right. house and four people share a bed and all that but what if and, and and again hypothetically what if every once in a while they arrange for an uprising to take place well yeah i mean you got to show that you're uh you're in control just like in the the chocolate factory that charlie experienced uh you know every once in a while they have to stage that tour for everybody to to take a peek inside to realize that there's a chance but in reality it's just a a big sham to uh to have the exchange of power from from yeah, from one person to another. Man, this sounds like a really cool movie. Someone should make this. <laughs> yeah. But not, I think not an American director. I think we we take maybe a really critically acclaimed South Korean director maybe and let him make this film from his different perspective to make this English language film. Did the person that made that film also make Parasite? Yeah. Bong Joon-ho. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Yeah. Because Parasite was really good. Have you seen that one yet? I have. I watched Parasite last October. Masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And so well done. Like, you think it's one thing, and then suddenly it's something very, very different, and there's no warning, and I was very impressed. Also disturbed, it, which yeah. is the point. Oh, it, it's a pretty messed up movie, but uh, very good. 
listeners, if, um, if, if you have not seen the movie, we just spoiled the hell out of, uh, you should watch Snowpiercer. It's a great film. Well, I also just threw in a, a fan theory in there as well that uh, I watched a video on on the internet about it. But anyways, um, yeah, my brain doesn't really work too well with the heat. It just doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, um, I've been in, because we we've been trying to make this call happen for a week now. We were trying to do it last Monday, and I got home from work on Monday, and it had been this hot, and I'd been outside all day, and just my brain was off, and pretty much all week I just had this fog. I don't know. If you felt the fog, but I, I agree. It's it, my, my brain does not work in heat. Yeah. Yeah. It's no good. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like this episode is just mostly us complaining about the heat, <laughs> but, um, man, what else is on my list? Let's see. That'll, that'll help jog, jog some memory. I'm sure. Get the memory running. Yog your memory. Yog it. Yog it's real good. Uh, let's see. You've got some good stuff on your list. I'm looking at your what list you? right now. Oh, well, I kind of talked about the beach in a minute or, or a minute ago. Do you like the beach? What's your uh, literally my text has beach thumbs up emoji or thumbs down emoji? I like the use of emojis. I think more lists in general should use emojis. I think it would really modernize yeah. uh, an old fashioned format. That is the list. I don't mind uh-huh. the beach. I don't like the idea of like a, a Miami beach where it's a bazillion people shoulder to shoulder. Right. I spent my past few summers on like private Adirondack beaches or like small, you know, I enjoy the beach. I I'd, I'd would rather not have people around. I like sitting on the sand, reading a book. I don't want to... Now those are lake beaches. What about ocean beaches? I haven't been to an ocean beach in a very long time. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I don't think the last ocean... I could not tell you. I went to this beach in France. Uh, it was a sea beach. It was a Mediterranean sea. But instead of sand, it was rocks, like, like uh-huh. stones which meant the water was just crystal clear because there was no sand muddying it. You could swim way out and look down and still see your feet and see the bottom, which was wonderful, and the water was wonderful. But the issue was trying to get out of that water because there's still a tide because it's a sea. Uh, if you're trying to like crawl on and the, the water's being pulled out, you have rocks knocking you down and pushing you up. And if you're trying to get out, you have rocks shoving you forward and you sort of get stuck in the cycle. And so it's harder to get a grip on rocks and also your feet hurt. I like yeah. I like the concept of a beach if people aren't there. I guess that's my answer. Sure, sure. That, I feel that same way. Yeah, crowded beach is just awkward. Yeah, they're peaceful, right? Like you're by the water. You know, you're in, in the sun, probably, just relaxing. Maybe you've got your feet up. Maybe you've got like a a nice trashy romance novel you're reading, mm-hmm. an um, a, a drink with an umbrella in it. You know, something <laughs> something relaxing. To keep the shade on the drink. Right. You don't need shade. You're trying to get your tan. Yeah. But your drink needs to needs to stay cool. I do not I do not uh, tan though. So uh, at all? Not re- I mean, eventually I do, but uh, I'm I'm trying to be as sun smart as I that's can. Fair. That's fair. That's my new uh, that's my new shtick in life is being sun smart. Um, what is your pizza pickup one? No, oh, so we've we discussed Little Caesars on this podcast a lot. We're fans. Yeah, I'm eating it right it's now. It's good pizza. I'm jealous. I had it on Friday, so I. I've, I've had my weekend fill of Little Caesars. Uh, I was looking at other pizza places just because I was curious. I've never had Domino's. And I know uh-huh. that's sort of the gold standard of, like, cheap pizza for a lot of people. Pizza Hut's kind of trashy. Papa John's is racist. Little Caesars <laughs> gets a bad rep. Little Caesars gets a horrible rep, and it's good pizza. So shut up, Little Caesars haters. Just eat it and enjoy it. It's pizza. Who cares? It tastes good. 
Uh, and Domino's is the one I see the most like love for. But Domino's isn't really in my area delivery. I could go pick it up. I don't have a car. But they have this new delivery option called Pizza Hotspots. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I have no idea what you're talking about. So the idea is instead of ordering a pizza to be delivered to like your apartment or your office building or like where you are, maybe you're out at a beach or maybe you're not at a beach because you don't like them, which is fine. Or maybe you're at a park at a baseball game. I don't know. But you're at a, a public place. Domino's has this option if it's been set up as this place being part of this uh, hotspot where you can have the pizza be delivered just to this park and you can go find the driver in this park and find this pizza. So it's like a communal pizza delivery spot, like a food truck huh. of pizza almost. Interesting. And I was, I was curious what the ones in my area are because you've seen where I, I live. There's not really a whole lot in the way of parks or beaches in my immediate vicinity. Uh, certainly not things that would qualify as hotspots, but there's two hotspots right down the street from where I am. So I was really curious. Huh. And they're across the street from each other. One is the United States Postal Post Office. They'll deliver a pizza to the post office? To the post office. You know, the place where people go and hang out and generally want pizza. Uh, and the second yeah. one is the Valvo Auto Parts across the street from the United States <laughs> Post Office. So if, you, if your car is getting... Wants a pizza. They, they set it up just for them. It's their own personal. So if I wanted to, I could say, Domino's, deliver my pizza to the post office, the place that is very good at taking deliveries. Uh... And I'll meet them at the post office and say, hey, here's a stamp. I'll take my pizza out. And that's the transaction. And I'll pay for it, too. But I think it's a very interesting concept. Like, pizza zones, essentially. That is weird. That is weird. I don't know. uh, Yeah, I don't know when I would ever want to do that. Except at a park or at, like, a... Right, if you're, like, hanging out someplace and you want a pizza. When when I was shooting movies at, at Knox when we were kids... We usually would get a pizza after the shoot, and we would walk all the way to the pizza place. If I could just get that delivered, that would be so much easier. But there were no apps True. back then. There were no pizza portals. This was the olden days. Yeah. Couldn't you just call the pizza place and ask to do that? You probably could, and I'm sure they'd I do it. Because I remember people ordering pizzas. And having delivered to the high school, yeah. Right? Like, and then we'd, like get in trouble for doing that so you had to like sneak it in through the back or something i was always really jealous of those people yeah i wanted pizza yeah it, yeah it was weird but anyways um you could do that i don't know the park thing may have been too much of a stretch you know yeah i don't know what if maybe just there was an influx in people ordering them to these specific locations and domino's just said okay fine we'll just have a designated spot there's also Domino's is testing out pizza delivery robots, I guess, in some cities. Oh, which yeah. Is very strange to me, but also kind of a cool idea, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I want Tesla Bot 4000 delivering my pizza, but. I mean, it's just delivering a pizza. How hard could it be? Well, if this is a driverless vehicle and it's going to make a life or death decision, I don't want some poor pedestrian to die because my pizza was on the way. But do you want it to swerve so hard to miss the pedestrian that? It messes up your pizza? Well, hopefully the pizza's been made in such a way that it's not going to slide. Hopefully, you know, it's it's had the time to congeal in a way a pizza should before you eat it. I don't want to pick up a no, pizza no, and it'll fall apart. It holds it out on a very flimsy hand. Just like... <laughs> like a, like a fancy waiter? Table. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just holding that above, you know, in a very precarious position as it's... Wait, as just it's describe this robot you're imagining. What's this robot look like? Uh... 
Actually, it, it is an upright humanoid robot that's holding the pizza like this. But it has four legs like a car. It's like a centaur. That's a horrifying human robot. Does it have thing. a face? Uh, of course it does. What's it? What, who, uh, whose it, face is it modeled on? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say Papa John's, but uh, this is Domino's. Uh, no, this is Patrick. Um, I don't know. It, Lord Pizza himself, and uh, and it just holds your pizza out like this. And uh, if it has to swerve really fast, that it's gonna lose the pizza. There gonna lose the pizza also it has to do that to like people will run alongside it and try to jump so it's got a really high arm so just keep moving it higher every time somebody <laughs> it's got jumps. an extendo arm i think it's yeah. just kind of like not to burst the bubble but i think it's just kind of like a truck that drives itself around which is a little less exciting than your your lord pizza but i give it two days before one of those pizza trucks gets gets robbed gets thrifted but you don't think Lord Pizza would get rubbed? You think his arm's long enough? Well, that's why he's got a humanoid face. He's he's scary. You don't want to mess with the Lord Pizza robot. Does he have, like, defenses? Like, does he have a laser eye system where he'll, like... And maybe if your pizza's getting a little cooled, he'll, like, warm it up with his laser eyes, too? You know, uh, does he slice the it? defenses that he has are are indescribable. And also, I feel like the more you talk about them the easier they are like like Domino's is going to put this thing out and it's not going to say anything about the defenses that it has just so that people you know, can't people can't get around them people can't get around them you just uh you just have to assume everything is, is uh, probably other things is, is what they're going to say now are these just we don't need to go into detail are these just meant to maim or if you go for this pizza are you going to die does lord pizza have well, a license to kill is my question well, here's what I was saying is the like, oh, what if you what if you had the choice? What if you had the option of like how much insurance do you want to give your pizza? Like like There's a slide there's like a sliding scale. It's a slider. So like human right. life and pizza life and you have to go somewhere in between or all the way. It's like it's like that ethical choice that you were talking about of like, will my self driving pizza robot run somebody over just to get me a pizza? And if you're like, Yes, I want it to do that, it'll do that. But if you're oh, like shit. Eh, whatever you know save the people i guess but if but you know if you authorize your pizza delivery robot to use deadly force to protect your pizza you know and that's, that's legal like he's he's allowed to robots have second amendment rights do they right to bear pizza i don't know i don't know, uh, I don't know. well i for one would would save my pizza i think if it came down to it dude what I think I, I think I'd save my pizza. If someone's Fair. trying to steal my pizza from Lord Pizza, that is on them, and they're going to face the consequences. That's a good point. That's a good point. There are rules. You don't steal someone's pizza. Certainly not. Um, and let that be a lesson of, to you. Uh, speaking of things defending themselves... Um, I'm very excited hard, to discuss this one. This is going to be a hard transition, but uh, did you see... You probably, did you read the thing? I read the article. Okay, I didn't read the whole article. I just saw the headline. But a headline is essentially an article. So that's that's all I need to read, right? Yeah. Um, a cop was playing a Taylor Swift song while uh, somebody was recording him with their cell phone. Or, or no, was it the body cam footage? No, it was someone was recording him. He was doing 
something sketchy, presumably. I didn't read too into the details because that makes me mad. But he, And so know, he played a Taylor Swift song so that it would get copyright. Let me see if I can find the exact down. song. I'm going to, I'm going to, cause I feel like that's important. I think that's pretty uh, ingenious separating whatever was going on in the situation from like the thought behind it. And the, uh, the idea of using a Taylor Swift song to, to hold that copyright space so that somebody can't post it. I guess you could post it without audio, but if you're going to say stuff, I don't know, whatever. Well, here's the um, thing is YouTube has, you can, there's difference between copyright strikes and copyright claims on YouTube. So if there's like a sure. song in the background or something, the copyright holder might not necessarily uh, strike you for it. It might just say, hey, put, the, you know, put us in the video that we own the rights, and you can use this as long as you don't monetize it. And that's what happened with this video because it, huh. it made okay. the news and, and was you know, fair enough use of this song that it could be posted with audio as long as there, were, hmm. there was... Uh, Copyright given. Also, it was blank space. If you, if you were wondering the song, it was oh, blank great. space. That's a good one. Uh, it is That's a good song. He's got good taste. Uh, but yeah. Also, I know Taylor Swift is known to be very strict about copyrights. It is like pr- very pursuant about copyright. I mean, she's re-recording her whole discography for that precise reason. Well, that's because of it. Well, the, yeah, not the precise reason, but it's similar. It, yeah. Um. So I thought it was a wise choice. I don't know. It, it's interesting. And I like the way you phrased it when you texted it to me. Uh, it was cop hyphen rewrite, copyright. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. What a wild, like, like going through your head, like, oh, God, I'm doing something I shouldn't be. There's only one defense here, blank space. Was he doing something he wasn't supposed to do? Uh, I believe he was harassing some Black Lives Matter protesters. Okay. He was giving someone a hard time and they pulled their phone out, which is probably, a, you know, a good insurance policy just in case, you know, the, that something happens. But he was like, oh, you can't post this now. Taylor said no, but she didn't say no. She said, give me credit. It's awkward. It's kind of one of those things of like, well, if you weren't doing anything wrong, why do you feel the need to mm-hmm. cover it up? But also, like, I, I guess if I was trying to do my job, I don't want a bunch of people whipping out their cell phones, you know? That's kind of... Uh, what song, what song would you go for? That's a good question. Of Taylor Swift, because um, obviously that's what it's going to be. Uh... Oof. I think, hmm, okay, removing myself from the situation to be, like, morally ambiguous, am- ambiguous, yeah, where, like, I'm not doing anything wrong, but what if I played Why I Gotta Be So Mean? I think that would be, like, the perfect uh, attitude, kind of. So you're not just... Uh, covering you're not just stopping this thing from being posted you are sending a message to this person exactly exactly i think that'd be cool um i don't know yeah that's my thought i think you found the perfect song for it i'm not even i i don't think i can top that so i'm gonna agree with you that's a good song that's a good one do you see she's doing red next for her uh her taylor's version she already owns those though i don't think she does i don't think she really no some people are saying she's going to do 1989 next. Well, right, she's doing red, uh, red in November. She just announced that. You might have missed that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. With a 10-minute version of one of the songs. 10 minutes? Yeah, wow. I'll look this up. It always comes back to Taylor Swift on this podcast. It has to. Red Taylor's version. Yeah, what's the 10-minute one? Oh. After that, do you want to talk about... Lift bridges or no naps? Uh, no naps is more relevant to lift bridges. Is short. Lift bridges is very short. 
Uh, okay. I just gotta find the ten minute one. All too well. It's a ten minute version of All Too Well, hmm. which is about Jake Gyllenhaal, I guess. For those oh. who are interested. Uh, so lift right. bridges. Speaking of Taylor Swift, who does great bridges, let's talk about lift bridges. Segway. <laughs> We're getting better at this. Um, there's a lift bridge, which is right near where I work, uh, and it's been, I guess, out of order for two years because they've been repairing it and, and making sure it's safe and lifting you know, the proper amount of weight every every arm day and leg day uh, okay. and whatnot. Nice. Uh, and I guess it was supposed to open last spring, do you and think then, lift bridges are more arms or legs? Legs. Really? I was going to say arms. I sort of imagine they're, they're like, they're squatting almost. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Or they're doing the leg press. Yes. You know? Oh, boat's coming. Yeah. Push. Ah, oh, relax. Boat. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but COVID sort of stalled its progress last spring, and they they got back to it eventually. But this bridge has been out of order since I moved here, since before I moved here. Uh, and it finally they reopened it on Friday, which is exciting. But they held like a grand reopening ceremony, and a bunch of my kids were taken out of school for the day to go to this bridge what? opening ceremony. This was like all over nice. the radio, all over the news, because this was like the biggest thing to happen in this small town in a very long time, I guess. Cool. Uh, and I just found it, it's it's very, I found it amusing. It's also nice because it it was. Before, the only way to get across the canal was this tiny one-lane bridge. And so any traffic had to, like, take turns, and it took forever. Uh, and the the way I crossed to get to the coffee shop I go to every lunch break. Always cars going by, but now no one uses the street because there's no reason to. It's a dead end. So now there I've just go. got this street that I get to cross. Uh, we drove across the bridge today, and it was very exciting to, like, finally cross this thing that I've been looking at under construction for ever it was cool to watch because they had built like a platform in the middle of the canal that they had like machines on and stuff but cool so not not that exciting to talk about but just sort of a fun little tidbit nice bridge reopening i like it all right your turn oh i don't know what else is on my list oh small boat adventures um i've been working on my canoe uh doing some improvement on it in the hot sun these past days um i put some flotation bags in it i've put more uh, some skid plates on it i Got some portage pads. Like it's just been a, a couple days of of boat adventuring, um, which has been really fun to figure out. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's a longer story. But uh, also, what's been really fun is to explore like tiny waterways around town. Yeah. And, like any little body of water that's able to float the boat is like good enough to explore. You know, instead of trying to set my sights on some big adventures so that's kind of cool that's like a new way of adventuring for me i feel like it, it's uh trying to find things closer to home that are easier to do um like i said in the evenings or in the mornings when the uh when the sun is not as hot and uh yeah that's really cool to uh to do that and feel a connection to the local landscape instead of having to go all the way to you know the adirondacks or canada or wherever the boundary waters to do big things with a canoe so that's kind of the the vibe i'm going for right now it's kind of fun um yeah i had a massive headache yesterday from working with all these glues oh, no. i had to run over to run over to fleet farm to buy a heat gun in the middle of it which was awkward uh yeah it's cool but but yeah 
I feel like I've learned a lot more about how canoes are made and how to fix canoes and all that kind of stuff this week. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Fun to tinker. I have this image of you, and I know this isn't how canoes work, but like the canoe's upside down, right? And you're on the ground on one of those like roller pads that auto mechanics work on, <laughs> and you're under there with with your glue gun or and 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 your gunnel like wax. A mechanic and, shop. Yeah, like. and you roll out. You know, hey, I'm paddling here. What can I do for you? It's uh, it wasn't too far from that today when I was. So I have the canoe up on. I don't have a pair of sawhorses, so I put it on a pair of uh, camp chairs, like like. There's a nature chairs. sawhorse. Sawhorse adjacent. Yeah. So it's upside down on those, putting these skid plates on. I wanted to check how the flotation bags have kind of settled in there and what the if the booze that I put on the other day are set. So I crawled underneath the canoe in that same image that you have. I didn't have one of those roller thingies, um, but I'm like looking at the under undercarriage of this canoe as it's flipped upside down. What were these camp chairs made out of? Like were they your typical like nylon, or not? Yeah, nylon, they're just so your usual fold little four legged kind of. And they held the canoe. Yeah, kind of. I'm not gonna keep them there for a whole week. I'll I'll take them off and set the canoe on the on the ground on some on some food so it doesn't rub on the concrete of the garage. But uh, yeah. Think you're gonna invest in some sawhorses for future? Canoe? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, you got a good enough system. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I feel like this is the. Uh, I mean, actually, yesterday I was doing it on uh, on a big table. I was over at my friend's house working at working on the canoe while I was hanging out with him. I put it on a big table, like one of those folding white table mm-hmm. things, instead of on sawhorses, and that worked out great. So what you're saying is sawhorses are a scam, and you can use anything you want. Kinda, and uh, I don't need that much right. stuff in my life. I don't know. Get away without it for now. I didn't want to buy the heat gun because that was like another thing I've got to lug around with me now, but uh, we'll see. I kind of needed it to finish the project. So sometimes you got to make like the those most sacrifices. dad thing ever. Does your dad ever start a project and then oh, like, all the time? Oh, well, I need, I need this tool for it. So I need to go like run to the, uh, run to the store to, to buy this tool so I can do this project. And you know, while I'm there, I need to buy, it's just like, you know, uh, it's almost as if you come up with the the project first as an excuse to buy the tool. Um, I'm sure that's happened before, but my dad once went to get a, a lawnmower repaired and came back with a cat. So yeah, that's a very dad thing to do to save money by spending money to buy a tool, you know, like I, I could have, I could do this myself. Let me just tool. spend $200 on a, <laughs> on a rivet gun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that it, it all worked out. Man. I own tools. I just remembered that. I have a whole toolkit in my bedroom that I've never used, which is sort of dull. Maybe I got to find a project. Yeah, you got to get a project to use those tools, man. What should I do? Listeners, if you have ideas for projects, you can tweet them at us at ketchupcast, spelled like the condiment, or email us at nocondiments at gmail.com. If you got project ideas, I got all your standard tools. I even got pliers if I need to ply some stuff. <laughs> you never know. That's the, that's the tool you pick. Got all sorts of screwdriver sizes. I got. A measuring tape. Do you have a hammer? I do have a hammer. I don't have nails, though. Boy, get some nails. Hardware store. Anyways, that sounds like a great place to finish off uh, with a quick shower thought. What do you say? I think that's a great idea. Let's let's get into the shower. Uh, man, I'm going to take a shower after this. Nice cold shower to cool off. It's too hot. Nice. Um, have, you, have you partaken, and I'm sure you have, in a shower beard before? Yeah, we talked about this last have time. We, we have. Yes, we did. I haven't edited that one yet. Spoilers 
for oh. no one. Well, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, maybe um, the work I got, I got, uh, yeah, I got a good one here. The older we get, the dumber we realize we were. Yep. Do you ever read through your old journals and realize that? <sighs> oh, dear God. I got to do that. That's on my list of things to do tonight before I head to the woods. Yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you the last time I yeah. journaled because you're going to be ashamed of me. I am not. I have not been super good about it. Man. February 7th, 2021. You, you, no, I, I definitely did, did in March and some in April, but you, you got me there, man. I need to get on that. Um, that's some good accountability to take on my part, but, uh, but do you ever read yeah. through your old stuff and, and realize like, like you, you, yeah. you're, you exhibit a point of view in these journals and you're just so completely off the mark of whatever yeah. it is or you're just the stuff you're upset about is dumb or the stuff you're doing is dumb or you're like oh man just wait like like you read it and you're like ah oh, that's gonna suck later like you know you just read it and you're like oh, oh. dang yeah anyways that's a good place to end um <laughs> sounds good man well in that case thanks for listening listeners uh i think this is episode 47 pretty sure we've got two more and then episode 50 uh, so yeah, write us and review us, buy my book, all that good stuff. Uh, send in those name suggestions for canoes that we mentioned a couple episodes ago. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, stay, stay cool. Adios. Finger guns.